Hey everyone, this is Mary Christopher, and this is our Sunday Meditation Podcast. Today is Sunday, February 13th. Tomorrow is uh, St. Valentine's Day, which gets uh, celebrated a lot here in the U.S., and I'm sure it gets celebrated in other areas of the world, I'm just not sure it gets celebrated in the same way. So a lot of advertising going on now, um, but not as much as usual because of the Olympics. Um, and the there's just a ton of advertising that goes with the Olympics. I love to watch, but I get really tired of the commercials and there are even a few events that and I don't remember who's sponsoring them but they have said this these events are going to be um, uninterrupted by commercial messages which I'm always deeply grateful for um, the I, I just find the Olympics amazing just when I think about and my family and I have been talking about this the the number of hours that and expense and effort and thought um, that these athletes put in to these just just trying to get to the Olympics it's amazing it's just, I mean, it's, and, and, right, and, um, you may not even get a medal, like Sean White from the U.S., uh, who's a snowboarder, and most of you are probably aware of Sean White, um, you know, one of the most medaled Snow, snowboarders um, didn't didn't make it they came in fourth but but and here's the part I really liked I think he was happy like I, I'm sure it was hard for him not to get some kind of a medal right but um I think he was genuinely happy to have been there or to be able to be there at 35. So maybe maybe we're pushing uh, the notion of who's old or what's old, right? Maybe we're pushing that out a bit, which is a good thing. I think that's a really good thing. And I've, I've enjoyed just looking at it, I was in Beijing with a group of ladies. We went for the um, United Nations conference in, gosh, what year was that? I don't even remember. Okay. It was in, it was in like 1990-something. Anyway, we went for the conference and women from all around the world came to that. And it was uh, 
the United Nations Conference on the Status of Women in the World. And I think in, it was it was amazing. Um, some of the women we met or just kind of ran into on the first day were a group of women from Japan. And they were an organization and they they had formed they'd been around for a number of years they had not formed to come to the to the conference they had already existed and they were there at at this conference which was held outside of Beijing for all kinds of interesting political reasons which I won't go into but they were folding peace cranes. They were an organization of women who were committed to finding ways to promote peace within Japan and around the world. So they came to the conference. They were absolutely delightful. Um, they did not all speak English. So one or two of them did. And so this is how we found out what they were doing. So they were handing out, they were folding and handing out origami peace cranes. And I don't know if you've ever tried to fold an origami piece crane, just a crane. Um, it's not easy. And these ladies were just, whipping them out and handing them to people and nodding and smiling and and it, some of them explaining what they were doing and it was it was something that I've always remembered that these ladies were absolutely dedicated committed to finding ways to promote peace. So that's one of my memories. Um, another memory I have, which is uh, funny, it's, it's humorous, okay. So we were in Beijing, and there were five of us, and we went to a Taoist temple that was in a neighborhood in, in Beijing, and it was an older neighborhood so there were like houses and little stores and things like that and we went and walked through the temple and um, they had one room that was full of statues of men you know like ancestors and Taoist teachers and of course Lao Tzu um, who is considered the the founder or the originator of Taoism and of course Taoism means study the study of the way okay Tao means the way um, which is like the path to enlightenment or the path to um, your spiritual path right and that there there is such a thing as a spiritual path right so we were there and we were pretty sure that there somewhere 
there was a statue of Quan Yin, who is who represent the feminine representation of compassion in the Taoist uh, tradition and also in um, the Buddhist tradition, but definitely in the the Taoist tradition. And so we were asking the people who were there at this temple, and I'm sure some of them lived there. Um, and it was a really lovely temple, by the way, and very well kept. It was just spotless, right? So no trash anywhere. Um, and we kept saying, you know, a statue of Kuan Yin, right? And one of the people on the... Um, one of the women, my good friend Beth, took out a piece of paper and and a pen. Finally, I mean, this went on for a while. Okay, so she took out a piece of paper and a pen and drew a silhouette of just what is commonly known as or looks like um, a statue or an image of Guan Yin. And the the guys in Chinese all said, Oh, Guan Gong right? Or something similar. I mean I couldn't I couldn't begin to uh repeat it. But they'd been hearing us say Quan Yin and they couldn't figure out who or what we were talking about. But as soon as they saw the picture they were, they were like, oh, yes. So they showed us the room where there was this lovely statue of, of Quan Yin, right? And to our ear, there wasn't that much difference between what we were saying and what they were saying. But to them, obviously, there was. So that was, that was really interesting. I, we, we all laughed, right? Because we had spent some serious time um, asking them, and that that always re- that story always reminds me of how compassion, this aspect of compassion, is embedded or is absolutely at the core of every major religion and, you know, probably a bunch of minor traditions. Um, It's at the core of Buddhism. It's at the core of what Jesus taught. It's at the core of Islam. And when I say that, I know that there are people who would disagree with me about that because of the behavior of some of the like the Islamic jihadists their compassion is not at the core of their behavior Um, but it is at the core of Muhammad's teaching and the teaching that he received and in the writing 
in the Quran. And I know that that's not 100% correct, okay? Because the the early Muhammad people, followers of Muhammad, had to defend themselves. And, and they were quite warlike in certain aspects, and I'm aware of that. And at, as a heading, okay, as a heading in most of the chapters of the Quran, which is like the official text of Islam, there is a phrase, and it's at the, the heading, it's the heading on most chapters. And pardon my pronunciation, but the, the Islamic pronunciation is Bismillah Rahman Rahim. We begin in the name of Allah, most merciful and compassionate. So it's in there. It's in there. And of course, Christianity, um, we've slaughtered a lot of oh, people in the name of God and Christ and and very embarrassing, actually. Um, and, uh, you know, the Buddhists have sects that are busy wiping people out. So none of us have, have gotten this sorted out yet, for sure. But it's in there. It's, it's, it's in the teaching. And, I mean, even sects within Christianity have gone after each other, trying to wipe each other out, so... Um, it's embarrassing, to say the least. Not to mention tragic. But my point is, at the core of the teaching, that's where we find compassion. And one of the things that we talk about in class a lot is where does compassion start? It starts with us being compassionate with ourselves. And anybody who's been on the planet for very long has um, encountered difficult situations and been hurt uh, emotionally. Our hearts have been hurt. Our feelings have been hurt. Um, you know, sometimes we get treated in disrespectful ways. Um, I mean... <laughs> Sometimes I think being on the planet is like just it's it's a classroom for learning to apply compassion. And of course in the Lord's prayer we for, we forgive those who trespass against us. Um and we ask God or Jesus or whomever to forgive us, right? Um, and the Buddhists have so many practices of generating compassion, generating peace. Um, just lots and lots of them. And, and what I'm finding is that the most challenging part can be being compassionate with ourselves and allowing ourselves to um, 
how would I say, be aware of the hurts that are that are within us, the hurts that we carry around, inflicted by family, friends, strangers, right? Um, and I think we're challenged all the time to be compassionate, and oftentimes with some hurts, and, and I can speak personally to this, some hurts seem so big and so deep that we, um, like we choose to cover them over, bury them, ignore them. And one of the things I've known for some time, um, and, and this is common knowledge, is that it takes a lot of energy to bury hurts, to keep things buried. And this is one of the things, I think, at least that I've found uh, teaching meditation for a number of years, is that this is one of the reasons, if not one of the main reasons, why a lot of people give up meditation. Because when we get quiet, when we sit down somewhere and get quiet, those experiences that we have buried and are hoping will stay buried, right, they come to the surface. And if we don't have a means of dealing with them, then our choices are pretty much narrowed down to don't sit down and get quiet, right? <laughs> but sitting down and getting quiet is how we know ourselves. And the better we know ourselves, the more likely we are to make better choices and to be more forgiving more open-hearted and the more we have to patch up and tape up and cover up our heart because it's been hurt then it just gets harder and harder so um, I've been the point is I've been working a lot with compassion in the past six months just it's, it has just seems to me that it's more and more important in order to heal the things within my own heart and so that I will be more compassionate and understanding and actually generate or create more peace in the world. Because heaven knows we need it. We need a more peaceful existence. And we've, you know, been through this whole thing with the virus, the bug, the COVID, COVID-19. And hopefully that's beginning to settle down. So um, a lot of people have lost family and friends due to this virus. And... It's, it's tragic and it's sad and it's hard. It's very hard. 
So, um, one of the other things I've noticed is how many, <laughs> how many ads for food or food preparation or, or, um, things to drink are on television, especially connected to sports, right? And it reminds me of how much we use food to comfort ourselves. And there, there's not a problem, I, you know, I don't have a problem with us comforting ourselves, right? But if, if food is the main way that we comfort ourselves, then um, that may not be real healthy for us. And we, we may end up carrying more pounds than necessary. And it's a very temporary kind of comfort. Um, so probably chicken soup, good hearty chicken soup, is a good way to comfort ourselves and chips and dip and uh, several beers is is probably uh, comforting <laughs> but maybe counterproductive right so um, part of what I've been working on since December I'm working on a certification in something called the compassion key and I am very pleased with the work just very pleased and the reason I'm pleased with it is because it is simple and it it is um, gentle and it's a very elegant way of being compassionate with ourselves which of course makes us more compassionate with others so I'm feeling better about my ability to handle situations and circumstances that I bump into in the world. So I'm, I'm pleased with that. I'm pleased with that. And it's making my meditations smoother because if something that I've buried which we all do. We all do this. We bury hurts, okay? And we bury situations that we didn't handle well or we thought or felt we didn't handle it well. Um, so I've been able to work with those just as they pop up by being compassionate with myself. So I'm very, very happy with with this process that I'm learning. Very happy. So that's um, all the news that's that's fit to print right now. And we, we need to do our, our meditation. Um, so if you've been sitting, which most of us end up doing, and especially with the the um, the Olympics and all the sports on television, football and the the uh, Super Bowl is today. And so, if you've been sitting, let's let's all stand up and stretch, okay? 
stretch out those muscles and tendons and ligaments. So you're more more relaxed when you sit down. And I thought today we could do our we've done this one before. Our sunshine meditation. And I am outside. It's a little chilly, but I would rather be outside whenever possible. And there's a squirrel that is in the front yard that's running back and forth between the trees. Um, the squirrels here in Georgia, at least the ones in the yard here, are smaller than the ones around the house in Texas. So they're they're just fascinating to watch. So if you're all stretched out, find a comfortable spot, a really comfortable spot. And as you know, you may know, um, I walk us into the meditation using our breath, which is one of the easiest ways to be centered, to get centered. And then we have a few minutes of quiet. And then I walk us out using our breath. And if you are comfortable and your meditation is going well, just stay with it. You don't have to stop just because I end the meditation. Just stay with it for as long as you're comfortable. Okay? So as you breathe in, following your breath, all the way down into your solar plexus, feel yourself becoming more centered. And as you breathe out, following your breath up from the bottom of your lungs. Past your heart, up through your throat and out through your nose or your mouth. Allow yourself to relax. you breathe in, following your breath, down into your solar plexus, letting your tummy expand a little bit. Feel yourself becoming a little more centered. And as you breathe out, following your breath, Allow yourself to relax just a little more.
When you're feeling centered and relaxed, and bring your awareness to your heart. You can bring your hand or your hands to your heart. And let the warmth and the energy that moves through your hands just warm your heart, comfort your heart. Feel the rhythm of your heart and the energy that moves through it. Now see or feel sunshine on your heart. Healing, comforting your heart. And let yourself just rest there. The rhythm and the warmth of the sun on your heart.
Now as you breathe in, following your breath, down into your solar plexus, be aware of how centered you are. As you breathe out, following your breath from the bottom of your lungs all the way up, past your heart, through your throat, out into the space all around you. Be aware of how relaxed and at ease you are with yourself. Even if it's just a tiny bit. And when you're ready, as you're breathing out, gently open your eyes. Good work. Good work. Pats on the back, everybody. Very good. And if you can keep going for a while, just stay with your meditation. Good work. So wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Take really good care of yourself. Thanks for listening. Remember to breathe. I'll talk to you next week.